This is the Mandalorian's Explosion Network's after show, breaking down and discussing every episode of the Disney Plus Star Wars, Star Wars, even original series, The Mandalorian. Uh, joining me, Ashley Hobley. The requested media is not available. Please try again. If you continue to have problems, please contact Disney Plus subscription support. Error code 41. Is that a. What's that? So. Yeah, a bunch of people who were trying to watch The Mandalorian, myself included, got that error popping up constantly. It's while trying to no try when they tried to play the episode to start oh. off with. What was you trying to watch it on? Yeah. On my PS4. Okay, so I, wa- I had to end up. I watched it on my laptop. Interesting. So I watched it. Well, I think I started what maybe five ish minutes after you press play, probably, and yep. I watched it through my TV app, and I had no problem. So I don't know. Yep. It was just, it's a weird thing. Uh, yeah, if you look up <laughs> Mandalorian era, there's a bunch of people around five, around the time the episode went live. Uh, not happy. Weird. Nonetheless, but yeah. we, we all watched it eventually. You know, that's thank thing. the force we got to, we were able to watch it exactly. after. So it's yeah. all good. Uh, okay, so this episode, the first official episode of season two, season two premiere, uh, it's titled Chapter Nine, The Marshal, directed and written by John Favreau, who, of course, is the showrunner uh, as well. Um, he didn't direct an episode last season, did he? Or, or he only no. Wrote, yeah, he only wrote stuff. So this is his first he only wrote, job. First yeah. time directing. Yeah. yeah. So that's a standout for this episode as well, of course. The synopsis for this episode is, The Mandalorian is drawn to the Outer Rim in search of others of his kind, which is uh, nothingness, really. But um, what are your overall thoughts on... The premiere episode, Ash. Really good. Uh, obviously, we got Yeedle straight away. I think he might be more adorable this season. I don't know. They're playing uh, into it, probably. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's probably what they're, they're probably, they realize they need to include a Yeedle reaction shot every single time with him poking his head out of somewhere. Um, but yeah, really, uh, well, interesting story. Uh I think we may have spoiled it for ourselves a little bit by theorizing about who's going to be in here this season uh, with uh, Cobb Vanth showing up uh, as the Mandalorian that uh, Mando's looking for. Um, but yeah, to see Amy Sedaris's character come up for a quick cameo, uh, a quick bit, it was great. And she was, that's who everybody on the internet is, like super excited to see Baby Yoda back again. So yeah. Uh, and then that last shot, I literally said, Oh shit to myself, uh, knowing the ramifications of that shot. So, yeah. Yeah. Really. I, I mean, the thing is, the, the episode, you can talk about the episode in two ways, and most people are probably going to be talking about the episode in one particular way, which is just solely focusing on that final on shot, moments, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and, and to a degree, I guess people are going to uh, forget how good the episode was up until that point. But yeah, the episode is kind of just going to spend the next week of everyone theorizing around because obviously we're all assuming it's boba fett like and i say that only because like we're at like a 99 percentage because who else could it be who else could that actor be playing it could be one of literally gazillions of clones technically yes so i i mean i i i I feel like it's obviously supposed to be Boba Fett. They set up to be Boba Fett. It would be weird for them to have the armor and then show him for it not to be Boba yeah. Fett. It would be a, a, a very move. poorly received yes. swerve if exactly. it was anybody but Boba yeah. Fett. But I'm still just going to put that like 99% until we 
100% confirmation, which may come next episode, may come later in the season. I don't really know. May never come. May never come. But let's get that out of the way, because then we can kind of focus on the rest of the episode, I suppose, like, which is just like, so you, you said, oh, shit, um, put to, but to put into context, not to, we'll rewind it a little bit, but to put into context when um, Cobb Vant first shows up, uh, Timothy Oliphant in the Boba Fett armor, what was you thinking then? Like when? Well, I obviously talked about him last episode, so I had a feeling it was him. I also was watching it with uh, subtitles on because I was, couldn't hear the laptop properly and my headphones weren't, I was charging him <laughs> for a big podcast session. <laughs> uh, so, and his name came up on I did his it. line. So, okay. yeah. Give away, damn. So yeah, it's a little bit spoiled. I think obviously the first shot you're like, Oh my, Boba Fett. Yeah, for but people then, who aren't in the know, that's going to be holy shit. It's Boba Fett. Yeah, but but, but then it obviously doesn't off. look anything like Boba Fett. It looks like some weirdo wearing Boba Fett's armor, which is the, that's <laughs> it's which is exactly what the, the the go is, of course, with the character. But but for the like the regular person who probably is doesn't notice is just I don't think they'd recognize the, the silhouette armor. and the color. I don't think that the regular people would recognize the armor though, like mm. Joe Schmo, you but know, on Tatooine. Yeah, you know. well, I, I just feel like. You know, like family members who watch Star Wars, they probably wouldn't even rec- like they they wouldn't know what's going. Like, you don't have to have me explain what what the significance yeah. of all of this stuff is. So, very um inside baseball, super. You got to be in with the not like super hardcore Star Wars fan, but you got to be like a. I, I hate to say proper fan, but you got to be at least you know somewhat more than just a casual Star Wars watcher, I guess. You know, um, yeah, the the Boba Fett thing though, obviously. There's, they were teasing it last season. It's a very long game we've got going. I would say that the like his reveal at the end with the the tease we had last season. I guess be it next episode or be it later in the. Se- Here's nothing else. I think it has to be next episode because by God, if he leaves Tatooine and then has some fucking reason to come back again, I'll be like just. No, I tell you stop. what, when when he stop. said you had to go to Tatooine, I'm go. I went. Of course. Of course they're going to freaking tackle straight away. <laughs> yeah. I like two times I can handle, I feel. But if if he leaves and then it's like, oh, someone else is like, you know, I heard that Mandalorian army you found, that guy's still alive. And then they have to come back to Tatooine. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So well, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe he needs his ship repaired, you know, and there's no, only one person fucking just No, I, I can't handle keep coming back to Tatooine. It's stupid. So with, because of all of that, I'm hoping and going to say that we have to see more about Boba Fett next episode, and that makes sense, which is which is exciting. And then that means I also think we'll see um I can't remember the actress's name, but the the assassin who we presume he saved in that little teaser we saw. Um what that was her name? I can't remember from um fucking Agents of Shield and whatever else. Ming Na. Yes. And like Mulan and whatever, yeah. That's one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the character name, but obviously we there was that shot last season where well we didn't know if she was what saved alive still. I mean, yeah. I think we were supposed she was to- shot in the gut and left for dead. So. I think we're supposed to assume that she was saved because they have that shot of someone walking with the the spurs, which was to tease. That's when you know it was discussing like, was that Boba Fett? Was that who's that Boba Fett? So I think was I think it's I'm going to assume now that 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 will come back, which um, I think it would be really cool because this episode and. I guess 
like has a lot of little things and if that happens it will show that the the mandalorian's playing a lot of um long game or even short short long game medium long game um storytelling cool things <laughs> i do know the probably is short medium long whatever uh, short long yeah. <laughs> short long uh because there's, there's just even the fact that they have um amy sedaris back for that little role it just makes the it makes the the world feel more real you know like the fact that he would come back there i saw someone else on twitter i follow point out that um the tuscan raiders have uh binox that the mando gave him last season like i'm like small tiny detail but of course makes the whole it's a big difference it yeah. makes a big difference it makes it feel more real and just it's it's and small attention to detail and, and yeah. yeah it's yeah. like it's kind of cool stuff like that that, that, that that's, that's exciting so yeah um all right so bob fett next season that's exciting uh next episode that's exciting i feel like that's yeah again everyone's just gonna be focusing on that i want to rewind and talk about the rest of the episode because I, I think this is probably one of the stronger episodes of the entire show because it is like the most it's like a weird combination of both being the most western influenced like straight up like cowboy shit yeah. like and then also weirdly like a kaiju dragon monster yeah. movie <laughs> Like it's it's a weird mix. Also, it's long. Yeah, it's like whatever, fifty four minutes or whatever. Fifty yeah. fifty minutes, I think, without trailers and stuff. And there's been rumors. So I don't know if it'll be el- eligible for the same Emmys it won this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but there's also been rumors ahead of the season that, that apparently all the episodes were going to be roughly the same length instead of varying. So if this is the standard for season two. I ain't gonna say yeah. no. Just <laughs> you know, fitting like, in more, realize they need to fit in more yearly reaction shots. Yeah, it's, it's more, where all the extra time is. Well, yes, that's true. Um, all right, so I'm gonna run through, and um, we're gonna run through the episode, of course, and I'll I'll stop, discuss some key things that excite you or whatever. We'll stop where we need to. So um, the episode starts with the scene we're seeing trailer where they never really said where he was, but some random planet. He's walking, Mando and Yitl are walking to some random town. They walk up to a, a, a bar. And uh, Mando says he's here to see Gora Koresh, um, who was voice played. I don't know if it was voiced or a costume by um, John Leguiz- Leguizamo. Um, that's cool. Leguizamo. Le- Leguizamo. I can never say his name. I'm so sorry. Leguizamo. Um, which I didn't, oh, actually, I didn't actually um, recognize didn't him. Hear? Yeah, it's I a- didn't recognize it until no. I went back and looked to the credits. Yeah. It wasn't until the credits popped up that I was like, oh, wow, that's uh, interesting. That's it. Yeah. And then once you go back and look at it again, it's like, oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It, I, I want to know if it's actually him there or he just did voice I, I, Yeah, I reckon it could be. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe he wanted Under to be there. All that you know? makeup, yeah. It yeah. could have maybe been. He yeah, wanted, this, maybe he wanted. Maybe he wanted the with John, so. Star Wars experience. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so inside, he's um, he, he sits down. To, next, the Mando sits down next to Gora. You've got this cool fight bar scene that was seen in the trailer before, of course, where um, you've got these Gamorreans fighting in the middle with... um. I wrote down vibro axes. Like they look like vibro blades, but axes, I guess. Um, it's pretty cool, like the, to see them fighting and like clashing and uh, hitting one another. And it's, it's cool. Uh, so then, but <laughs> Mando's come here, obviously, so, so led to believe that someone said, this guy can give you information that could lead you to a Mandalorian because uh, the Mando, of course, still in his mission to get Util to to his people. He's decided that the best way to go about that is to find more Mandalorians, which will help him, I guess. He says later in the episode, like, through underground part, like, it, he wants networks uh, is what it sounds like. Uh, networks, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so Koresh turns on him, pulls out a bunch of guns. His goons pull out guns because uh, he wants the the Mandalorian's armor. Everyone always wants his armor. That's the uh, one thing we've kind of come. It to. is very shiny. Yeah, it's very shiny. It's true. And then we get a cool fight scene that we we'd seen in the the trailer, of course, where um. I mean, he kills everyone in a glorious, fa- <laughs> glorious fashion. I think yeah. the best part is the little vibro dagger thing he, he pulls out and yeah. he stabs that one. Was that dude a thing we've seen before? That was- um, yeah, I mean, te- uh, yeah, we've seen it before, and like, I don't think in the movies yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, we've seen no, like, like in the show. Yeah, yeah uh, in the show. I don't think it's on the show. I don't no, think so. I don't think it's on the show. Yeah. But I've seen stuff like so that. Like, and, oh, that's new. Yeah, it's very cool, especially that part where he, he chucks it behind and like zoom, straight into the guy. Yeah, that was a. Straight into the the, the DeMorean. whatever, yeah. Uh, that you thought was going to be a big deal, but no. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I just thought it was noteworthy. You, just, you claimed it was going to be a big slowly, deal. Slowly, uh, it's just like <laughs> universe building stuff that we haven't seen in live action before. That I'm I'm happy to see. It. Yeah. Um. So then he chases down um, Gora, who's outside whimpering like all these little bandits always do without his people and Mando strings him up real cowboys there's lots of very west very cowboy very cowboy hangs him up uh he gets information he says there's mandalorian on tatooine so the mando's like of course love that place happy to go back there sure do what i need to do sand uh i think the best part about this scene though is when he walks away and he just like shoots out the lights and you see i don't know what they were but the, the red eyes light up of obviously those monsters who i guess are afraid or the light hurts them or whatever and then the fact they just creepily start moving in on uh gora because mando said he wouldn't be the one to kill him by his hands but yeah got him got him, got him. <laughs> ah, loopholes yeah, loopholes technicalities is what we're all about here so uh yeah i thought it was really cool great way to start the episode because then we get the title card um yeah chapter nine the uh, yeah, the Marshall. First time hearing the song again. I've been excited all day waiting for the episode after <laughs> watching the catch up video and just hear, uh, humming that all day. So as soon as it came on, I'm like, ah, there we go. They didn't change the key Mandalorian uh, theme yeah. song thing. So that's. Uh, Thanks, Ludwig. That's good. Uh, so then, yeah, so Mando lands. Uh, and we're happy to see Amy Sedaris playing uh, Pelican Motto once again, is the, the character's name, aka the engineer lady that uh, fell in love with little baby Yeetle last season and was very happy to see little Yeetle once again. And I, I love the l- little scene where she's like, um, you know, if you have any offspring or someone or whatever, you can eat. You know, like, how much weight? No, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> like, she's just, uh, yeah, she's great. Even if it ever. Scene. Bulbs or divides, yeah. I will take the offspring. <laughs> Sounds like I'm um, talking about like a gizmo from fucking Gremlins. So. Gremlins, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so Mando asks, "Hey, I'm looking for a Mandalorian." She's like, "No, I haven't seen any." Um, he says, "Apparently, it's supposed to be at a place called Mos Pelgo," and she's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that place is probably destroyed by now, but it it, it was around prior to the." The, the Empire days or whatever. Um, so she pulls out an old map, which R5 brings over, and I'm pretty sure, unless someone tells me otherwise, R5 is R5 from um, R5, Star Wars A New Hope, I believe, is what, um, I, sh- I, I unless I'm talking at my ass. It's the other robot next to R4 that um, Owens originally takes, but then... I mean, yeah, the R5 unit's been in a bunch of different stuff. It, it so. blows its head up. I'm choosing to believe it's the same R5 unit. Fucking come at me. Um, anyway, oh, come the one that almost got sold to Luke Skywalker. Yes, that one. 
Okay. I think it's that one. Or uh, that little Easter egg. I believe Could that's be. a, Yeah. I mean, Favreau I, loves Easter eggs and big original trilogy fans, so it would, it would make sense if he's throwing that in, I think. Um, either way, R5 comes over, gives up a, a map, points Mando to Moss Pelgo's location. So then the Mando heads over there on a speeder bike that he'd used and borrowed from Pelican last season. So he heads on over there. Uh, along the way, he camps with some Tuscan Raiders, has a great chat. Chills. I, I, I like this whole montage scene, just driving along with some great so- shots of the, the, I mean, it's all sand, but th- there's some great shots. And then it's almost a tourism ad for tattooing. Yeah, <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. Uh, when he arrives in the small town, uh, it's it's kind of like that. It again, very western feeling. Super western. Yeah, it's the it's the outsider walking into the town, and literally everyone just standing outside on their uh, the decks or whatever you want to call them, and their houses and whatever, just staring as the the Lone Ranger kind of walks in. It's super western feeling, um, but that's really cool. Uh, Mando stops, heads inside to. Uh, the cantina here speaks to some dude who I don't think we ever got the name of, or at least I couldn't find the name of or who or who the actor was. It wasn't in the credits, as far as I could see anyone listed for that, unless I missed it. I don't know. Uh, but the talks to the little dude behind the, the dude behind the bar and asks the bartender. If yeah, yeah, bartender asks if there's been any Mandos here. He says, uh, what do they look like? <laughs> and Lauren goes, uh, like me. <laughs> He's like, oh, you mean like the marshal? And then he says, well, you can find out for yourself. And then Man Lauren turns around. And of course, that's where we see our first shot of uh, Boba Fett. No, it's not Boba Fett. It's actually a guy who sits down and introduces himself as uh, Cod Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Uh, who's played by Timothy Oliphant, who we did know was going to be in this season. I think he was like the first guest appearance person that we had word of, like officially, not like rumored. Confirmed. But, but confirmed yes. in the season was like Timothy Elephant's in this. So it uh, wasn't a shock to see him, but, you know, of course it's somewhat shocking to see him under the bottom oh. of that helmet. Yeah. So, um, and again, super westerny like scene where the dude, he sits down, he's like, you know, he, I know you people want my armor or whatever. And then Mando says to, for him to take the armor off. And he's like, oh, we're going to do this right here, right now. You're like, it's super, just the language and the, I feel like Love Timothy. accent though. I feel like he was adding a slight, like, not accent, but like delivery of the words to add like that Western-y I mean, he could. I mean, obviously he's got a history in Westerns with a long run on Deadwood, so. Yeah. Although, you know what I was thinking about watching this scene? I was just thinking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because um, <laughs> that's the most recent thing I've, I think I've seen Timothy Olyphant in. And he he, yeah. he plays, uh, what's if I can't remember the actor's name, but he's playing the actor doing a Western scene in that movie next to Leo. So With that's all Leo. I was thinking about. Because it, it's that like 20 minute, half an hour scene of just him sitting at a, a bar. So I'm like, damn, this is quite interesting. Uh, nonetheless, so they have a talk. They're about to have a showdown. And then you hear this giant earthquake uh, start to take place and they, they walk outside and you, you see this like the the sand moving and whatever else and it's this um crate dragon or what you if you were to call it a sandworm like at first like, I don't think it'd be too when I first saw it take out the bantha I thought it was a sand shark yeah well 
Even, just, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I think any of that stuff's fine. They they clearly name it later in the episode. As as far as I'm as far as I'm aware or can remember, I haven't done like super fact checking because we have no time. We're recording this kind of straight after episode more or less. But, but crate dragons I know have been in the the games uh, before, like particularly the old republic or whatever. I know they've been in that, and I think, but and maybe they were in like legends material, but. I, I can't recall, at least off the top of my head, seeing them in any recent, uh, like, prop, like, now canon stuff, like, canon stuff. I, I can only ever think that they were introduced in the old stuff. So, uh, did they show up in a quick Google search over there? Or, no? Uh, skeleton was in A New Hope, apparently. Uh, but no. Mostly random stuff. Adds up. Um,. Mostly as a skeleton, so, you know. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if it was in anything, it was probably like... Apparently there's a, a tooth available in Star Wars Squadron. Fucking hell. <laughs> there you go. Shout out. Um, so, Cod Vanth asks uh, Mando, he says, Hey, I'll give you the armor if you help me take down this thing. And Mando's like, cool, no worries. I'll head back to the Razorcrest jump in, swing around, blast it from the sky. And then Vance says, ain't going to work. It'll send your ship coming and it'll go into hiding. I, I appreciate that as silly as all of this is, that they do actually do a quick exchange to explain why he doesn't just go get the ship and yep. blast it from the sky. They, they do a, enough to explain it. I still think it's kind of silly because later in the episode, you're like, well, how come they couldn't just trick him, trick it to come out and then come in out of nowhere and fucking blast. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> don't want to overthink it too much. So yeah, it's um, pretty quick. So yeah, yeah. I guess I'll get. I'll I'll give it a point. So um, they head out on what well, Mando heads out on his bike. I I do want to ask a question here: where is it or is it not? Does Vance Speeder look like a pod racer? Especially very similar to Anakin's. And I may just be... I think you're stretching, but there is definitely that long, whatever, engine, single engine look to it. Mm. Uh, especially with him sitting next to it, rather than, like, behind it. Uh, maybe it was a pod racer. I don't know how you steer it. That I don't know how, the, how it works, but, yeah. Oh. Like, if it's, if, it's, if it's a retired pod racer, it would be, I mean... I don't think as far as we know if like pod racing was ever cancelled under the Empire's reign. Like as far as we're aware, like they never really explained that. Like pod racing could still have been happened. No, happened. I reckon Darth Vader kept pod racing. Yeah. Alive. <laughs> yeah. He, was, he was very happy he, for He them, loves too. pod racing, so yeah, so Or maybe he maybe he did cancel it, you know, because he it reminded him of a better time. Sure. He didn't like could that. be. Could be a thing. Uh, either way, I mean, if they shut down pod racing then or after, it's like it, it, it fits for it to be a retired pod racer, I guess. Nonetheless, it looks like it's a ship cobbled together by. It definitely looked odd. Odd, yes. Much like a lot of things in this, it's it, I don't know. John Favreau, I think, was just making me look for more Easter eggs than maybe there is. I yeah. don't know. Uh, so they head out to try and find the nest of the crate dragon. Uh, along the way, they bump into a bunch of Tuscan 
Raiders, who the Mando has a nice chat with after talking down there. I don't actually know the species name or if I'm supposed to. I don't know, but the I'm sure there is a pro- proper name. I just don't know it. I'm sorry. But the Tuscan Raiders is uh, dogs is just what I read them down as because they're like basically they're wolf animals. I guess they used to you know protect themselves and hunt with or something like that. I'm sure they have a species, but nonetheless, uh, Mando talks to them. They go have a little bit of a camp. Uh, Vanth doesn't get along particularly well with the Tuscan Raiders because they've had fights in the past where Vance has killed Tuscan Raiders and Raiders have killed Vance townspeople. I tell you what, the other thing I found super interesting about this is that, so after saying in the, the, the first episode we did last week about how, you know, Tuscan Raiders are quite interesting because you can, uh, you know, you, you can dig into the idea of the Tuscan Raiders being sort of the, the natives to Tatooine and, the fact that they kind of pushed to the outskirts and treated as the, you know, wild animals or the wild people or whatever, which kind of works and they turn on their head because this episode is obviously playing into Western tropes where uh, Native Americans were always presented as, you know, like the the wild bad people in those stories. And that's, I guess, what mm. the Tuscan Raiders are to equivalent here. However, it does the whole thing of saying like, Mando's like, well, look, they're not actually that bad. You, everyone should get along. Like, they don't go super hardcore on that whole idea, but I found it interesting that this, this episode plays with that after I um, said that when we was talking about the trailer last week, so I thought it was interesting. Um, also, they make him... I don't know what it is, but that, that thing they crush and they try to make Vanth drink, like he says it smells, it certainly looked disgusting. I'll give it that. Yeah. Like, it, didn't look, it looked like it was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't look like it was. I think it was like just rotten fruit. And they just or long preserved fruit or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking yuck either way. Um, yeah. So they, so they go find the Crate Dragon's cave, which they explain is a um, Sarlacc pit where the Sarlacc has died. Vance says that's not a real thing that happens. And then. Mando says, well, you know, if they ate the Sarlacc, <laughs> that, would, that would be a, a thing where the Crate Dragon could then be living in a Sarlacc pit. So as soon as they got to this, where they're like, oh, it's a Sarlacc pit, I'm like, please, Lord, don't let them find Boba Fat, like, freezed in, like, Sarlacc, cry-frozen, cry you know, something utterly ridiculous, because as, as soon as they're like, oh, it's a, it used to be a Sarlacc pit, I was like, oh, God, he, here we go. Like, what are we... It's preserved. Yeah, preserved somehow in, and like Sarlacc acid or something. Or, yeah, so was, something, yeah. Uh, even by the time we got to the end where they're, they're, they're cutting up all the meat, I was like, please don't have him just roll out. <laughs> so I was like, that would have been some like high level old school Star Wars Legends comics kind of ridiculousness in, in, in the bad way, not the good way. So I'm glad that's not what happened. But yeah, it's what, it was what I was thinking about while this was happening. Um. So they test out the cave. Uh, Tuscan Raiders try to deliver it a banther. Doesn't yep. go particularly well, though, because... Not for the Tuscan Raider, no. No, not for the Tuscan Raider. For the banther, it survives, so that's 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 quite nice. Lucky banther. Lucky banther, yeah. Um, and after that, they... I, I enjoyed this scene where the, the Tuscan Raiders are got the, the war plan, I guess, if you want to call it, the little... 
all uh <laughs> they've got little rocks that represent them and the, the mando and vanth and then the, the they've got the the skeleton of the the dragon and vanth is like that can't be to scale and then the mando asks them in, in their language or whatever and he's like they said it's a scale <laughs> <laughs> i just like the idea that the tuscan raiders <laughs> have diligently <They> <laughs> built this thing to scale like this model <laughs> for their little <laughs> wall table. out of bones from of, other yeah, animals from of, some other animal yeah like and everything else they're doing they're like here's some fucking <laughs> rotten fruit or whatever but we have diligently created this this model for scale so we can know what the crate the crate dragon looks like uh so then mando's like yeah no worries we need more people uh he, he offers up the the townspeople so then they head back to moz whatever it is i've already forgotten the name i'm sorry or espos or something like that was it? i've already fucking forgot Jesus Christ, i can't find it here bah, 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 Mount, Mos Mos Pelgo. Pelgo. Yeah, I need the bolds and things here to make it easy to find. There's a tip for the next episode. Um, they head back to Moss Pelgo, and Vanth is like, hey, this is a Mandalorian. They're like, hey, Mandalorian. He wants his armor. <gasps> I'm going to give it to him. He said he'll help me kill the crate Dragon. Cheers. Y'all need the help. Oh, like it seemed like a very like (laughs) (laughs) rustle of uh, emotions, but it was fun. I'm glad they didn't do the. So when when they were coming to the scene, I thought was going to see that repeat of the storyline of like, oh, and then the Mando trains the townspeople on how to fight. You know, like we saw last season. Um, Yeah, and I'd seen in the Clone Wars as well, and it was just like I'm like I've seen this this, which is a Western trope again. Like literally yeah. the Magnificent Seven, whatever you want to call it. The uh, what, what's the original called? Seven Sam- Seven Samurai Seven slash Samurai. whatever the Western ones. Well, yeah, no. So that's where the, those stories are based from. But I didn't want to see that again. We've seen, we've seen it last season. The episode directed by Bryce Dallas House. Episode yeah. four of the first season, I think it was. Yeah, say three. Three. Okay, that makes. But well, yeah, sure, three. Um, so I'm glad that wasn't what happened. Instead, they're just like, okay, cool, we'll we'll, we'll come help. So then the the Tuscan Raiders turn up again. I I I appreciate everything I think about the Tuscan Raiders in this episode. I think it's it's um it's really cool for them to to expand on them and actually make them yeah uh, not be the bad guys. Yeah, I think this is yeah it it does a lot for them. It shows them in a positive light. Yeah, of course, in the original film. New Hope, it's like, they're just monsters that'll kill you. And then uh, it, it, that little shot that you see of them in Phantom Menace, they're just pop-shotting the pod races as they're, they're racing around the track. So th- they haven't really had much yeah. time to explore to... And they're the ones who get slaughtered by Anakin? In- yes. Yeah. yeah. So they've always just been, hey, monsters. Um, and here they're, they're presented yep. as something more. So I, I think it's cool that they expanded on. And that scene where they're coming over the hill and the townspeople are watching them and, and stuff like that. I thought it was really cool. Um, and then they have that little, <laughs> nearly a fight where the, the one Tuscan Raider like drops the, nearly drops the explosive. And that dude's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Dropping the explosive. <laughs> and the Tuscan Raider's like, I don't fucking understand you. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? Um, then they head on over to the, <laughs> the crate dragon's nest or whatever you want to call it cave yeah and the plan is <laughs> the plan is as silly as it sounds like we're gonna put a bunch of these explosives in the sand 
and we're going to then set up um, ballistas, right? Is what they're... Yeah. Yeah, like... Sure. That sounds right. I think that sounds right, right? The the big spear things, uh, big, whatever you call those, like Game of Thrones. Big, massive medieval, crossbow things. Yeah, yeah. crossbow things. Uh, they're like, we're going to set up a bunch of these somehow. And then the idea is we'll draw out the crate Dragon and then we will... Blow it up. Blow it up. <laughs> Which, I guess, in theory, seems like it'll work with absolutely zero room for error, but, you know, I'm watching this I mean, show the only it. thing I'd have to say is this is the creature that travels through the sand. Yeah. So to, the idea that it would go over, over the bombs. sand. Yeah. There was, like, a, a lot of room for this to just error. go completely sideways, but... And I mean, to a degree, it does. So. And it did. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. And this whole scene, this whole taking down the Kramer, I'm just like, the the monster itself, really great design. But it's, it's I think it's also the fact that this entire scene goes for like, what, 15 minutes? I think this whole like fight sequence, if you want to call it that, the monster takedown, the kaiju act, aspect of this episode, it just, they the amount of money on this one episode, I feel, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, not only does the monster look good, but the fact that they're not, like, hiding it, the fact that it comes out a lot, the fact you see these big shots of it, the fact that it gets up later on the, the cliff and it's shooting acid and whatever else. Like, this episode just yeah. feels massive on, a like, a, a, yeah. a scale, and it just makes me go, okay, like, have you blown your budget in one episode, or is this, like, season one was past the past the testing ground, and then Kathleen Kennedy approved like, the, the, money. the bigger check. for Open the Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Vault, Vault of Disney, yeah, because yeah. it just, yeah. yeah, like it's not like season one was cheap. Like it, it, it whenever but, they had special effects, they looked good, um, but it just they never they never felt like just they, on another level, yeah. They never felt like they used too many in the first season, really, which is weird to say considering yeah. a lot of the shows like technically shot on like high level tech. You know, with those yeah. LCD screens or whatever the fuck, and um, it's all shot in a studio, yeah, yeah. Primarily, anyway, I think like ninety percent probably or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know. I just felt very high budget, but this this whole thing was great. I love this whole taken out, and then it's it's like starts backing away. So then they 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 begin shooting it, trying to draw it out to make sure it can get over those explosives. And then the fact that when it comes back out, it begins like spitting fucking acid, and like when it rains down over those couple Tuscan Raiders, it just looks like their bodies just evaporate or melt. just yeah. Yeah, melt away into the acid which is disgusting um and then even once they set off the explosives which was apparently its stomach was apparently supposed to be its only weak point it's weak point yeah and once they do that of course that doesn't work because it's you know when you destroy a monster because in any monster stories. movie it always <laughs> comes back at least once or twice so makes sense yeah. and then yeah when it goes up to the top of the cliff that's a very like dragon-esque like dragon sitting on yeah. top of its it's ca- uh, castle yes, yeah. nest or whatever, like raining down fire from above, but except for this one's raining down acid. Like this, I thought this was all fucking top notch, fantastic good. shit. Yeah, it was, it was it was great. And then the fact that we get both Vanth and uh, the Mando, like when they tee wow. up, they fly up there. That was a really cool shot. And that them landing on Mando's the side been of the cliff. And, yeah, he's got his he's on his he's on his peas now. You know, I think <laughs> so, <laughs> he's on his peas. Um. Surprised how well Vant flew. I'm surprised the Vando didn't go. You're not a real Mandalorian, but you, 
that took me years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you I will a- say we skipped over it, but I did enjoy the the Vanth backstory uh, segment. Oh, right, that's good. Good point. I, I I did. I got lost amongst everything. That that was and that was a good, yeah important part because like it's it's good to build up because it, it not only builds Vance as a character that you quickly like because you get to see that he's like an actual hero. I guess to a degree, yeah. like he, he comes back to save his town. Um, it also shows what happened because it's this lot of layers. How he got the armor? It's, there's a lot <laughs> of layers to it. Firstly, they're like, hey, second Death Star gets destroyed. Everyone just assumes second Death Star is destroyed. Every place in the galaxy without the Empire went to be perfectly okay. Whereas it this went shows much better. Yeah, this shows that in parts of that galaxy where. Um, probably most places most places <laughs> well especially like on the, the outer uh outer regions outer which are were prior to the empire were always run by like the husk cartels or different uh criminal enterprises it, it kind of shows that as soon as the empire's grasp was lost on those places it wasn't like everything's happy roses they simply fell back under um different reigns of criminal groups and this is a, a mining corporation group or whatever they they explain that quickly ran in and yeah. uh enslaved the the town into to, to doing work didn't really look like they were enslaving people i think they just i think they just honest. implied that they shot up that place as like a um warning a, a, i guess yeah like a, a so as far as a warning can go when you're actually killing people but uh, yeah like he, he says they enslaved after so i assume they slaved the rest of the town or whatever uh, but yeah, so it's like it shows that, which is a, a layer that a lot of people don't think about um, when it comes to like what happened post episode six and stars, which is cool to see. Uh, uh, and then it explains how and where Boba Fett's armor was, which is obviously something a lot of people would have been asking was. And it also builds Vanth into this this hero that you go from being like, do I am I supposed to like this guy? Not like this guy? Like, um, should I be dubious about his intentions? But I think because you see his full backstory and you see the the fact he actually came back and he he's a, he's a proper like sh- sheriff, true yeah. true of heart character, like a proper good guy. That you're like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to be dubious that he's going to double cross the Mando or uh, like fly off or shoot him in the face the second he he kills the the crate dragon. You kind of trust yeah. that he's going to come through with what he says he's going to do which i thought was cool um yeah and T- timothy Al- timothy oliphant definitely does a a, a fantastic job, job, yeah. job playing that character i think like he's super likable when um when he's like this yeah yeah <laughs> yes yes um yes yeah, so the the of course the the, the end to the the crate dragon fight is that the mando's like cool there's bantha strapped with a bunch of explosives <laughs> Didn't notice it the entire time. (laughs) I'm like, why didn't they use old explosives? Maybe that's the reason that it didn't work the first time because you left some on the fucking banter. Like, what do you? Well, that was Plan B. (laughs) (laughs) Plan B. We'll just yeah send it in. Um, so he's like, cool. I've got this banter. I'll activate the explosives. Then they add a great meme, which is the fact (laughs) that uh, the Mando hits the back of um Boba Fett's. jetpack thing jetpack. And it, it sends him off which cues up later when he gives it to him and he says tell your people that i wasn't the one who did that which is people are going to love that because j- just playing into the whole what the fuck who broke boba fett's armor why does it do that why does it send him shooting off into the sky if you hit it in one like <laughs> spot like that you know yeah. that's been like a key question since uh, return of the jedi so i like how they have that it's a great joke um but yeah so mando stands there and you get the 
it's almost just Game of Thrones-esque, I guess, with the fact that you have this giant monster come flying in. Seems like you know, a dragon thing, but it's a sandworm dragon, yep. and the, it's super fantasy bullshit where he gets swallowed from it, but of course he electrocutes it from the inside so it opens its mouth and he fucking flies out in his jetpack and then blows it up and of course that works because explosives from the inside in fantasy things always destroy the monster well they should yeah i'm surprised to see he didn't blow up and then like fly out through the hole i was waiting for that ridiculous but glad they didn't shot because yeah i think that that was what everybody thought probably that was gonna do he was gonna fly out of the fly out of it yeah the side, the side, like bit or whatever, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That was great. And then they cut to the next shot, which um, they show the Tuscan Raiders receiving the 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 crystal or the I can't remember the actual name of it. But was it was that significant? Uh, I think that's just a call out from memory. I think that's just a call out to in the game. Again, I'm the only time I can think of when they had these fucking things was in the old Republic games, and you could get that. I think is the, I think is the call. Oh yeah, like it's it's the pearls. Yes, it's a pearl. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's called, pearl. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's a very like left field call out to verse particular audience, but I think that's all it's supposed to be. I don't think there's any significant, which is weird because they show it clearly, like the audience is supposed to go like, "This is something I should remember or, or think about this pearl." But I'm pretty sure it's just a random Easter egg that they they just close shit. Sh- they show clearly so fans at home who, who who know or have played those games are like, huzzah! I get the meme. I get the Easter egg. Um, that's all. And of course, then Mando heads off. Um, but the other thing is, and as to why, like I would, like season two should still uh, episode two chapter ten should still be here is like really he came here looking for a mandalorian all he found was mandalorian armor like his path hasn't actually his journey hasn't actually moved forward on the board at all you know like he's still at a certain position on the monopoly table he hasn't actually got anything really like he's got a backup he's got backup armor (laughs) technically and that's like all he can do kind of faulty backup armor faulty backup armor yeah um i guess i I was surprised that he took it to be honest a little bit what else like, I think that's just oh, part of his like, like that's uh, his creed, so much or, you that, know, like he's yeah. like yeah, you got to so, remember he's still yeah. the type of Mandalorian that like he won't take his helmet Where's off and type everything? of people and like you know he's he's still following that degrees of uh, of the Mandalorian creed. So I think it's like taking the armor is just part of part of that. I guess um I should have said it at the start, but how I think the armor looks great. I think the important thing about the armor is that it's recognizably boba fett's armor but also it's um deservingly it, fucked up <laughs> it is uh it's worn yes like it looks least. like it went through a sarlacc pit's stomach is what it, it looks like yeah it, it it's believable that it could have yeah. been through a fair bit of acid and it's also got the bullet uh hole on the or the bullet indent i guess or blaster indent with proper wording blaster indent on the the helmet which um uh, is important and then i'm sure there's some other things i i don't even know or can't think of i'm sure someone's going to put up like a, a fantastic full article or something piece by piece i guess breakdown of his armor guarantee yeah. which is cool and i'll i will happily read or look at such, such a thing um yeah is there any other call outs for this 
episode moments for me still things uh, you particularly liked was there a favorite scene or thing that you had no obviously that big battle was great uh i do like how much the tuscan raiders love their banthers banthers brushing his teeth you know it was probably being taken to his doom, <laughs> taken to his doom. but sure. they look after it until that point yeah making sure it's it doesn't get any plaque you know very important Banthers. Great episode for Banthers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. was, it? <laughs> was it? I mean, it was funny when the Banther got eaten by <laughs> at the start. It was just drinking water and this giant... I think that effect was really good as well, though. The, of him going under the sand. Every, every effect in this yeah. episode, that's what I'm saying. Like, it looks... Everything was fucking... Yeah, it looked great. Right. It's, it's hard to... Holy that, dune. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to forget, like, oh, it's a tv show but it's just it really is up in that quality like not just again not to say like the first season felt like it was tv star wars but i feel like this especially this first episode just like if this is where we're going like the standard of <laughs> special effects or whatever for the, the thing um I, the other thing i wanted to do i guess because it's the um first for, for the first episode of the second season was now that you have, is there anything in this episode that helps you get a better idea of where you think the the season is going at all? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than him looking out for Mandalorians, I guess that would potentially explain why maybe he runs into certain characters from Rebels. Yeah, so I'm going to bring this up. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I don't know if it's been pulled down by now, but... This morning, on the Disney Plus, uh, Disney Plus Hot Star Premium, which I think is like a kids, kids Instagram account. Hold on, let me just double check this. Yeah, so Disney Plus Hot Star Premium Instagram account, um, which I don't really know what the account's like specific focus was supposed to be, but it's a, it's got a, it's it's, it's got a tick, you know, it's like a, it's, it's official. Uh, Disney Plus Hot Star is a Indian subscription video on demand streaming service owned by Star India, a subsidiary of Disney Company India. Ah. Okay. So pretty much it's Indian Disney Plus. There you go. So they, it's now, it, it is no longer here because I understand why it would no longer be here. But I mean, if you, do, if you don't, if you are worried about spoilers, uh, um, us confirming potential spoilers, I'm, uh, you can, you can leave now. I'm sorry, Sigo. But so this morning they posted on that account, um, a, a two picture slide, which had a bunch of stats about this upcoming season of Mandalorian. Most of it was nothing substantial. However, one slide had a picture of Ahsoka and the text read, what does Ahsoka Tano's live action avatar look like? Question mark. Rosario Dawson is set to play the famous clone star, uh, clone Wars Jedi. So that account seems to have confirmed officially that Rosario Dawson will indeed be playing Ahsoka Tano this season, which I don't think is shocking considering, again, as we talked about last episode, the all of the rumors have been pretty fucking credible and um, yeah. 
like it's it's just one of those worst kept secrets at this point. But the fact that they posted this on their Instagram this morning, as of uh, Friday morning, uh, yeah, Friday morning when we're recording, like the episode came out six pm tonight, um, and now that post has been removed from the Instagram account. Yeah, but I think that probably sells it more than it just being up just there. being up there. The fact that they've removed then it, it could yeah. have just been they, That's what they they dived into the internet rumors about the show. Even though they're a subsidiary, but they probably don't know Could be. everything about the show. Yeah, but if it gets pulled, I'm sure there's some credence to it. Because uh, the only because the, like below that they had um, Sasha Banks's character, and it just says, "Who is she? Is Sasha Banks in for a cameo or joining in for the action?" Which was like a nothing thing. But the fact that they're like Rosario Dawson is set to play the famous clone Wars Jedi. Maybe like, they're pulling it for Sasha Banks. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that's interesting. We'll see what happens next. Um, so I guess look forward to a new avatar, maybe. Yeah, may- I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I probably wouldn't change it to be honest. It's, I mean, Ahsoka's to me is obviously uh, it's years and years and years of animated character. It would be, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I think I'd change it. Um, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Manda Lore Ends. Um, next week's episode, I don't think we know fuck all so i can't really i imagine it'll be chapter 10 yeah well it's chapter 10 but i don't think we know Tyler. i can't i don't think we've officially locked in who's directing or written what episodes officially of then the dave filoni uh episode whatever i said that was the fourth or fifth one of the season or something like that whatever i said last time uh last week yeah but other than that i don't think we know what the fuck that means it's written by joe favreau yeah which every week i think is Written or co-written by well, the Favreau, so um, to a degree. Yeah, there's two episodes. Oh, boom. Uh, you can end, of course, find the show on ExplosionNetwork.com. You can find the show on YouTube.com, uh, YouTube.com slash Explosion Network if you want to watch the video version. And you can find the show if you'd rather just listen to our voices on all good podcasting services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search for the Manda Law, L-O-R-E, Ian's. Uh, and follow us on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. You can find all of our Twitters there or in the show notes. Find all of the things. And until next week, we have spoken. (laughs) 